Backyard Green Films is proud to present this episode of Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Alara and her husband, Rick, travel throughout the land in their travel trailer, which they have nicknamed Bessie, bringing you stories about their travels and the people they meet. They visit farmers, ranchers, and just about anyone who loves putting their hands in the dirt or their feet in stirrups. In those travels, they have gotten to meet some very interesting people. Here's one of those interviews. Welcome back. This week, Alara and I have been watching the Winter Olympics being held in Beijing. This brought to mind our visit last year to the FFA National Convention in Indianapolis. Now, you might be wondering what the Olympics and the FFA convention have to do with each other. Well, last fall, while at the convention, we met up at the U.S. Army booth with Lieutenant Colonel Quint and his associate, Jane Tyler. They were very gracious and they toured us through the Army's booth. It was amazing to see all of the different displays and careers that the Army offers, from the service dogs to the veterinary department. But one thing they brought up caught our attention, the U.S. Army Marksmanship Unit, and two of the people in that unit that represented the United States in the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. That's where the FFA National Convention, the U.S. Army, and the Olympics come together. Alara and I were fortunate enough to be introduced and get to speak to Sergeant Philip Youngman, 2020 Tokyo Olympian. And here is that interview. Yeah, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Rob Quinn. I'm the uh, Mission Support Battalion Commander out of Fort Knox, Kentucky. Okay, this is the Army booth. And would you introduce yourself as well? My name is um, Jane Tyler, and I work for Colonel Quint. I'm the National Conventions Division Chief. I run the conventions program for the Army. Now, okay, the Army has a conventions program. Tell me why. Um, Because who else can sell the Army but soldiers? But this is a youth thing. All my exhibitors are either Army civilians or Army soldiers. I know, like, the Navy hires contractors to do this, but... um, the Army is one of the, is probably the only command um, that brings out exhibitors and civilians who run um, the conventions. You know, we go to different events, diversity, educator events, skills, uh, you know, even um, Society of Women Engineers. We put that on uh, last week. So. Well, I would think that the military, in particular, has a has a has a really great opportunity here to capture youth. Because if there's one thing farm life teaches you, it's how to be responsible, how to show up and do the things you need to do, yes, and responsibility. Absolutely, that's absolutely correct. And uh, those make uh, good role models for uh, for uh, citizens uh, joining the United States military. So, looking for all opportunities to uh, pull in, you know, the right people. Um, to be able to join America's Army. Now, uh, this is a this is also a wonderful offer, uh, wonderful opportunity for kids that want to maybe go to college and that's get right. a little bit of that funded. Is that is that still an option for yeah, kids in the in that, this world? Thanks for bringing that up. That is absolutely a great option. Uh, we've got Army RTC that's got a booth here. They're set up in the uh, corner directly behind you. Uh, we've got scholarships uh, that that you can uh, either become an officer. Uh, we have uh, education tuition assistance that uh, we offer our uh, our enlisted soldiers as well. There's a lot of great opportunities for education in the in the United States Army. 
Now, it's not just about the tanks, even though, if I'm not mistaken, no. the, the cavalry was a, more of an, a land-based military, correct? Yeah, so there's, uh, combat is only a small portion of what the Army does. There's a lot of uh, uh, nation-building, co cooperation efforts, civil affairs, civil affairs. yep. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, Army combat is only a small portion of what the Army contributes to the Department of Defense, to the nation. Now, I, I, I'm going to use the phrase, the Army marches on its stomach. Yes, so I would think that agriculture is also extremely important from the nation-building perspective and from the independence of the Army itself. The food and the infrastructure is, is super important with our food supply. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, uh, again, we're, we're looking for all the right uh, American, you know, civilians to join the Army. Uh, what... Uh, what FFA provides us is those individuals that you just explained that have got the right background. Um, they know how to take care of themselves. They know how to take care of the community. Uh, and those are the perfect role models that we're looking for joining the United States Army. So there are actually animals in, involved in, yes, in uh, the Army. Tell me a little bit about what animals you have here or what types of animal concepts you have here. Yeah, no, great. We've got a uh, military working dog out of Fort Knox. We brought up uh, the uh, kennel master brought up from Fort Knox. It's a uh, um, drug dog. Um, they call it a uh, NDD, a, a narcotics detector dog uh, that uh, we'll have on uh, two displays each day uh, for the uh, entire visit or entire uh, convention, uh, just showcasing what uh, the military police provides as far as uh, uh, detector dogs. Um, one of the you know, small opportunities uh, that, the, uh, that the military, the Army has uh, for animals, displaying animals, so. But it's a really important one because it also highlights that it's not just about technology. The dogs, uh, the, the, no, the nose of a dog is more advanced in many ways than some of our technologies yes. out there. Yes, and Washington, D.C. just launched a beautiful memorial in the dedication to all the uh, military police working dogs that have worked throughout World War I into Vietnam, into Afghanistan. Um, I'm very partial to this because we actually had Army veterinarians that was on one of our Navy ships because they will go out and do humanitarian missions and the vets will be there, inoculate, you know, the hens, the chickens, the goats. And that's how we build um, collaboration because we have the Coast Guard on the ships and we also have Army veterinarians, um, most of the Navy. And the Air Force have a lot of food inspectors, but the Army is probably the one of the only services that actually truly has veterinarians that now, support all of DOD departments. Yeah, that's a really good point that you do need veterinary services in food inspection as well as something right. that is and literally like a dog or yeah, absolutely. A We're going to have them here too. Um, well, are you? What else are you hoping that uh, the, well, the kids will learn from this? Warrior Fitness Team is here, and Colonel's very yeah. proud of it. They, this is his, um, one of his best companies. They compete around the uh, world. Actually, they compete around the world. We'll be heading down. We've got four athletes heading down to the Rogue Invitationals in Austin on Saturday, um, separate from the two uh, athletes that we have here now. So, uh, and then we've got uh, the Extreme Truck, um, part of our mobile exhibit company. Uh, and just to the right of that, you can't see it from here, uh, we have our OCC chopper that uh, Orange County chopper uh, built uh, out of army parts, grenades, rifles, uh, headlights. It's absolutely impressive. So 
highly recommend you check that out before you guys leave. And you said you had an Olympic marksman here. Is yeah, that so uh, he's uh, the one wearing the white suit. Yeah, they're back there in the corner. They're uh, part of the Army Marksmanship Unit, separate battalion from us, but same organization: Army and Mar uh, uh, Army Engagement and uh, Marketing Engagement Brigade. So. Uh, they're back here in the back uh, right-hand corner with the uh, AMU battalion. Wonderful. Welcome to interview Absolutely. Yeah, we'll introduce you to them right after this. We would love to talk to them. Well, let's go. So I'm Sergeant Philip Youngman with the U.S. Army Marksmanship Unit. I'm also a 2020 Tokyo Olympian. 2020 Tokyo Olympic, this is an exciting year for the Olympics, wasn't it? It was, yes. Uh, it, it didn't know if it was ever actually going to happen, you know, with the way that the delays were. It was, it was canceled, then it was rescheduled, and then whenever it was rescheduled, we weren't necessarily sure whether we had made the team for the 2021 Olympics still, and we might would have to retry out. So it was a big up and down, a lot of uh, roller coasters, and kind of scared me a little bit, but... Whenever I was on that plane headed that direction, I was super excited and I was ready. So did you join the did, join the Army first or go to the Olympics first? Uh, so actually, I was a competitive junior shooter before I joined. But uh, then I joined the Army Marksmanship Unit and they were able to take me from being a junior caliber shooter to the open the open level. That's great. I mean, because it is, it is an Army type thing, shooting a weapon. Mm -hmm. But it's great that people can realize it's just fun. I mean, I, my family was a family that was comfortable with weaponry, but not at a large scale. It was a target shooting thing for right. me. And it's a really enjoyable thing, even without doing any damage to anything you happen to shoot. Right, exactly. Yeah, there are other things that you can do other than uh, the active military work, correct? Of course, yeah. So we actually try to advertise that there's over 150 jobs in the Army. And uh, there, there's more than just infantry in the Army. A lot of people, they see the, the commercials of all the really cool stuff that the infantry guys are using, but they don't get to see the, the other portions of it, which is like the medical side or, you know, even like what we do where we develop guns and we do lots of research. So we try to push the other things as well, just as, as even as those two. Multifaceted thing. So are you, gonna, are you going to be the representation of uh, the Army in the Olympics in the, in the coming future, you think? This is kind of your role here? Absolutely. Uh, so there's only going to be 25 people at the Olympics for my sport, but uh, it's going to be a tough road to get there, but I'm definitely going to work towards it. And that's something that, you know, I'm dreaming of that gold medal and I didn't quite get the gold medal in Tokyo. So I'm going to try and fulfill my dreams later on. But one of the things we were speaking about earlier is that the Army is not just about warfare. It's also about relationship building. And I would think that in Tokyo, you got to meet people from all other countries in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, so I got to meet lots of cool people. I mean, all the NBA players, the WNBA players. Uh, I had lots of friends that were on the diving team. Um, but you name the sport, I got to meet them, whether it was fencing, trampoline, gymnastics, equine. I mean, I got to meet all these guys at the opening ceremonies and just to kind of talk with some other expert level people, people that are at the top of their game and just to learn the different mechanics that they use in their sport and see if I might could learn something from them to help me in my sport. It was really cool to kind of mingle amongst the, the group. That's interesting that you list fencing because that was originally something that was a, a specific form of targeted warfare between two individuals, and yet it's it's a it's a skill now that mm -hmm. it's it's not has nothing to do with what it originally did. Right. So I would think that target. Do you call it target shooting or what? What is your marksmanship? I guess. Is right. The, so my my sport is named international skeet, or so I shoot the skeets men event, and then there's a skeet women's event as well. So uh, I actually did have a teammate that brought home the gold medal from Tokyo. 
and her, have I, her and I have known each other since 2007. And for both of us to make the team for the first time in the same year, it was a lot of fun. Now, skeet I always associate with the clay pigeons, where somebody pulls That's it and a little clay target goes, which is different necessarily than specific target shooting for a stationary right. target, right? Yes, so actually we also have a rifle and pistol team that shoots .177 pellets as well as 22, and uh, their job is to try and hit bullseyes, so their target is not moving, but it's significantly smaller. It's so small that even uh, some of the targets are about the size of a, a period in size 12 font on a piece of paper, and that's their bullseye. So they have to be very accurate from, from very long distances away. That's an amazing thing. It's very difficult, yeah. yes. Yeah, so it, it, it's one of those things that I'm assuming as you're young you can do it, but I'm looking at my glasses and thinking, there's only so long that you can do that career in a way. But then you can also teach as you get exactly. older. Exactly, yep. So just like any sport, there's gonna come a time where you start to kind of drop off in your sport. For us, that typically happens whenever your eyes start to kind of go bad. So uh, I'm trying to get my, my reps in now while my eyes are fresh, I guess you could say. And you know, once I start to get into my late 30s, early 40s, where that first little dip in vision happens, that, then I'll probably transition to coaching or something along those lines. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on your making it to the Olympics. That's a well, wonderful accomplishment. thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate it. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe. This is how we keep going. And please ask your friends to join us. Please also feel free to post any comments or questions to our social media sites. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Backyard Green Films. Thanks again for listening. We love to bring you this podcast every week. We visit places all across the country and even a few places outside the U.S., We'd love to keep doing this as long as we can, but holy cow, gas is expensive. So, we've started up a Patreon account. If you'd like to help be a part of the stories you hear, we'd love your support, feedback, and suggestions. If you'd like to make that financial support, please follow the Patreon links in our podcast intro for more information. Every little bit is another mile we can put on the road to bring you the conversations we hope you enjoy. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. We would like to thank Lieutenant Colonel Quint, Ms. Tyler, and Sergeant Youngman for speaking with us today. If you'd like to find out more information, please visit the U.S. Army and the Future Farmers of America. Also, next week, we'll be bringing you an episode from the FFA National Convention to coincide with National FFA Week. Please help support these future farmers and their dreams. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week with another adventure. You have been listening to Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Please tune in for more upcoming episodes from our travels. I'm Rick Bowman, your behind-the-scenes editor. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Backyard Green Films Productions, all rights reserved. Copyright 2022.